Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. Yo, yo, what's going on, solarpreneurs? My name is Taylor Armstrong. I'm your host, and we are back with another episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Thanks for being here with us today. As usual, it's your first time, or if it's your first time, rather, listening to the show. We are here to help you close more deals, generate more leads and referrals, and rock it in the solar industry. So hopefully you've been able to do that if you are a longtime listener of the show. It means a lot if you've sent us messages or just let us know how this show has helped you improve your game, because that's what it's all about, improving every day. We're coming up on the summer months. Depending on where you're knocking, it is getting hot out there, so I hope you're doing like my friend Taylor McCarthy says filling up your cooler full of beverages, getting out there, getting your spray bottles, whatever you need, and just grinding. And I'm not going to lie, I am not used to that because I'm here in San Diego. I was complaining last week because we were in like 85 degrees weather. I'm like, man, this is a blazing hot out here. So for all those that are knocking for real in like super hot temperatures, you got my respect because my game has gotten a little weak being here in San Diego. But that's fine. You can stay out of my turf all you want. San Diego sucks. The weather's good, but San Diego sucks, so don't ever come here. Anyways, today we're going to do another, um, back by popular demand, another little live door breakdown. Gotten a lot of great feedback saying that some of these live breakdowns um, have helped um, you know, people improve their presentation a lot on the doors and just gotten some great takeaways from and it is actually one of our most listened to episodes, some of the uh, live door breakdowns we've done. And it's cool because we can talk about things, but it's nice to hear a little like in-game footage. I like to think of it as watching like an NBA Finals game versus sometimes we're just talking this talk on, you know, concepts. So we're going to break down a live presentation today, and it is from my friend Anthony Ampruel. You can go shoot him a follow, but he has been with our company for, uh, I think, about six months now, and very appreciative that he let us share this little quip of his presentation on the doors. So there's a lot of great things in here. This guy, he's experienced, got a lot of experience setting appointments here in Southern California, and so I think you're going to get a ton of takeaways. So we're going to break down the good and then a few little tweaks that maybe you can make, but for the most part, you're going to hear a lot of great stuff that I think you could take and implement today. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to pull up the recording here, and as usual, if you are not recording your presentations, the easiest and best way to do that is with Ciro. If you haven't listened to that episode of their founders, we'll link to it in the show notes, but Ciro is a great tool to record your presentations, get feedback from coaches, and then go out and implement right away. And if you want the best feedback on the planet, you can join, join our Soul Society program, which will give you feedback from our coaches and mentors 
and ways you can make instant improvements. So let's pull up this recording here and jump into it. Let me just find it. Okay. So we're shuffling around with the door a little bit. So I'm going to skip to the action here. Uh, notice in the mail from Edison. John Bauer, we're just the ones out here doing the energy surveying in your neighborhood. I'm assuming you're the homeowner? Yes. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so the reason we're out here, you should have gotten this uh, notice in the mail from Edison. Do you kind of recall that? Do you look at the bill or you just kind of pay it, auto pay or anything like that? Yeah. Okay, so already some great stuff here. Awesome opener. I, I love doing that. Mine is very similar. Hey, we're just surveying the homes. And this is California way of approaching it, right? In saturated areas. You can't really come right out saying you're doing solar. Uh, I know this may work in a lot of other markets. Like I hear my friends in Texas that come and say, hey, we're doing your neighbor's solar. You guys looked into it and that's working for them. But in California, that usually does not work. So depending on where you're at, consider adding some type of opener that creates interest, that creates intrigue. That's like, whoa, I thought this guy was selling something. What is he doing? And then you notice he adds in there, oh, you, you guys get this in the mail uh, from Edison. And then he hands them a little slick. It, this is my favorite way to grab people's attention and just get yourself closer to the homeowner. Because if you're far away, if people are behind a screen door, they're never, you're never going to get anywhere with them 99% of the time. So carry around some type of slick. It doesn't really matter what's on it. You could put whatever basically on it but the purpose is you're going to get close to the homeowner and you're going to um kind of break down a barrier with it and little side note on that he says did you guys get sent this in the mail um i actually was saying that obviously we're not sending stuff in the mail maybe some companies are which is a great idea maybe send something beforehand then you go hit the area but uh, i actually got in trouble with this i was knocking a pretty close-knit community and knocked on the president of the HOA's door. I said this exact thing. You guys probably got sent this in the mail, and they didn't. And I went back the following day, knocked it again. The president of the HOA drives back or uh, catches me knocking and comes um, and asks what's going on. And he calls me out. He said, Hey, you said that you've been sending out stuff in the mail, but we've talked to a bunch of people in the community. No one's gotten anything in the mail. And he uh, called me out and kind of like, I don't know, thought I was running a scam. I calmed him down a little bit. So a little side note on that. What I've been doing now is I've been using these um, rep card, little uh, postcard things you can leave in the door. We can link to them in the show notes if you want. Post them a few times on my stories. But they're just little um, kind of like cards, but they have a QR code on the back that people can scan. And I've been leaving those at doors of people that don't answer. And so now when I say, hey, you might have got something in the door, now I can say it with confidence because I actually am leaving stuff in the door. They don't answer. So anyways, a little tangent, but um, you want to be careful, I guess, if there's close-knit communities and obviously not lying to people. But, uh, you know, being as truthful as possible with inbounds. So let's jump back into it. Your son pays it. Okay, is your son a homeowner too, or is it? No, he's just uh just yeah, right on. Well, hey, he's paying the bill. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so basically what this is saying, I'm sure. Okay, and already right off the bat, Anthony knows that there is another decision-making here, maker here. 
the sooner you can get that information, the better. Now he knows that he's gonna have to basically do another presentation in front of the stepson or the son, whoever it is. And makes a little joke, I like that. Oh, I wish I had a son that paid all my bills. Great way, great time to crack a little joke, if he does. Just last year, they raised the rates more than they've raised them ever before. You probably saw that too. And over the next few years, it's gonna be keep raising. It's already been approved. Have you heard him complaining about the Edison bill at all lately? No. No, not too much. No. <laughs> right Do you know what what it's what it is average? Roughly, uh, probably around hundred something, or a little bit And then right off the bat, you know from this homeowner that he does not have too much of a problem with the bill. He's not paying it. His stepson is handling it. He doesn't really know what it what he's paying, and so you know you got to figure out a way to create some pain points with this guy, because obviously he does not really have much of a problem with it. He's not really too concerned about it, so you know you got to figure out a way to build some pain. Uh, quite a bit, honestly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that's pretty normal for this neighborhood. I mean, it gets hot out here in the summertime. You want to get yeah. that AC going, right? I hope you got AC, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right on. We probably had a bunch of solar guys come by before in the past. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Try to. Uh, yeah. Just tell them to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I hear yeah. So what we're doing out here is a little bit different. Um. So something that Anthony could have done here, um, which I've been having some success with, is if you're asking them, hey, you probably had a lot of solar guys in the past, figure out why they don't have solar. So yeah, yeah a lot of your neighbors, they were getting like um, pitched on these programs where they had to pay a bunch of money out of pocket. I'm guessing it was, was the same for you guys. Then you hear their feedback, you know, you can kind of assume it, but figure out what they looked at. This guy sounds like he has no idea. Sounds like he's just going with the flow and probably hadn't even looked into solar at all. But for a lot of people, if they don't have solar, especially in saturated areas like we're dealing with here in California, usually they have looked at solar and there's a reason why they don't have it. For some people, it's the upfront payments. For some people, it's they don't like to lease it. For some people, they don't have a loan. For a lot of people, it's stupid reasons that really are just excuses. So if you can figure out what those are, then you can pivot and you can make your program different and the reason why people are checking it out. So just something that could be added right there. Programs in the past haven't been make sense for a lot of people or you probably would have done it already. Have you guys uh, looked at any numbers or anything or for uh, solar? Uh, no, no, it's just not, I don't know, not, not within like like your budget yeah. like yeah yeah so the old programs they were really expensive uh, what we're doing that's a little bit different right now um, there's these new programs that are government subsidized programs where you're actually not paying any money out of pocket so you just if you could just imagine your Edison bill he's doing exactly what I've talked about here on the podcast he is comparing contrasting making it old versus new comparing how the old programs were super expensive cost a lot what we're doing is different and another thing you got to be a little bit careful with is government subsidized programs um, you want to be careful with getting yourself in trouble uh, making it seem like it's a government program i've gotten myself in trouble in sticky situations in the past with that so just be careful making it clear that you're not like working for the government we're doing a government program but uh yeah i mean obviously there's tax credits that are coming from the government so um you know this guy he sounds super chill, but you just got to be careful of some people that maybe interpret things differently. 
Good stuff. Where you're paying, you know, say 150 to 350, you know, during the summer, and you just swap that out and get rid of that Edison bill, and instead you're just paying a solar payment. That's much less than what you're paying to Edison, and it's a fixed rate, so you're paying the same amount every single month. That's why you see a lot of the homes that are going solar right now. I mean, probably, uh, you know, about 50% of the homes on your street here have already uh, So we've done quite a few jobs in this neighborhood, so we're just checking with the homeowners that haven't done it yet. Yeah, I've seen some. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, so I mean, if you can pay, you know, one low rate and not have to worry about, you know, running your AC and, you know, it's just living more comfortably. Right now we're kind of in some uncertain times. So if we can bring a little bit of certainty to a home, you know, and be able to put your money back in your pocket instead of, you know, this bill right here where they can essentially charge you whatever they want for your power. Uh, <laughs> Great stuff Anthony's doing right here. I love this. He's talking about the uncertainty right now. We got wars going on. We got people losing their minds over inflation, gas prices, and you'll hear him bring even more of this um, stuff up a little bit later. But I think it's genius. The more uncertainty, the more pain points you can bring in, even if they have nothing to do with solar. If you can get the homeowner focused on the pain of their pain for inflation, of the uncertainty, it's gonna make them want something that is certain, which is what we're doing with solar. So great job doing this. And the only thing I would say is this guy, he seems a little out of it. So just checking, just doing little trial closes. Just say, yo, have you seen that? Have you seen how much it is right now with the wars? Have you been paying attention to that? Because um, it sounds like maybe this guy has no idea what's going on. Maybe he does. And obviously it's tough to tell completely over just audio. Um, there's a lot more cues we could pick up on if we we're seeing this in person. But I would say maybe just add in a few more. You know, you know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that? You've probably seen this. Just checking for agreement over some of these things. Because sometimes, as we all know, sometimes we'll get done explaining this and we'll get the exact same rejection. Oh, I can't afford this though. Oh, this seems too expensive. When it's like, dude, if we just talked about how you're not going to pay anything out of pocket and it's going to give you a set amount you're going to pay every month. So maybe checking for a few of those understandings, right? But good stuff there. We're doing my technician is going to be out here meeting with a few of your neighbors uh so if you would just pop by maybe tomorrow if you're going to be around and just kind of go over it with you he just wants to see if it makes sense for you great if it doesn't you know at least you know i mean because like i said with this right here this really isn't sustainable you know for any home you know what you're paying right now is just going to go up every year yeah, uh, so uh he can come by let me see are you usually like mornings or afternoon better for you Body. boom and there you got it you got um, the homeowners asking the buying question. What time is your technician kind of come by? Instantly after that buying question, you should start transitioning to the close, which is sending an appointment, which Anthony does an awesome job of. Um, and what some people do, the mistake that some people make, is say, no, what time works for you? Um, and then don't give them options. But what he does here is afternoons or mornings work better for you. You got to narrow it down one by one, and that's where you're going to set a more solid appointment. If you give them those options, then figure it out. If you just give them one time slot, a lot of times you're going to get free schedules or people trying to push it off more and more. So Anthony does a great job at responding with another question to try to narrow down and get into the closer. Your stepson, yeah. Will you be here as well? or Because we want to be able to you know, have all the decision makers and all the information. Uh, no. You work tomorrow? What time do you work? Uh, at three. At three? Okay. Uh, 
technician come by at like between 12 and 30 to go over it with you, maybe even like 11, 30. Uh, give you a little time to get ready for work and everything. So maybe I can contact you guys maybe just a week later or something. But it's, it's just sort of like the, I don't know, decisions that I'm going to have to about that adjust. No, I... So great job. He's narrowing it down. He figures out he has work tomorrow. Does a great job. Hey, what time do you go to work? And tries to set the appointment for before that. But then you're getting the objection by the homeowner. Uh, it's going to take me time to look at it. And then another thing he does well there is figuring out um, when the son will be there. Obviously, there's more than one party involved in this transaction. So you got to figure out when are all the decision makers going to be there. He does a great job at doing this. Something that he could have done, though, he's talking to the homeowner right here, right now. Why not try and same day that bad boy? Maybe the home, maybe the son was back there playing video games, right, as they were talking, right? And so especially if you're in front of someone right now and he's saying stuff like this, you know what, Mr. Homeowner? Um, we're actually finishing up with a few of your neighbors now. Looks like you guys are home today, right? You're not working. Great. And so what I'll do, they're going to actually finish up, and then they just pop by here in about 20 minutes and be able to go through with that. That way you don't have to take time out of your work schedule because I know you're really busy the rest of the week, especially if he's giving you objections like that. So something he could have done right there, but doesn't always work. So let's continue. Totally understand. Uh, we're just, we just want to give you the information. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text you my card and everything. Uh, we just want to give you the number, drop off the numbers just so you can make a decision based off of that. Are you usually home during the week? Because uh, we can come by on Monday too, like when you get off work or even Monday morning. And then right here, another thing Anthony does great, people ask for a card, instantly transition to the digital card, right? We're in the 21st century. You should not be carrying cards around. Okay, you can, but you're not going to be getting callbacks with cards. So make sure you have rep card or, you know, do the text version, send them the digital version. And then you can transition into, hey, yeah, great, I'll send that to you. What's the number for you? And something that Anthony could have done here, you notice the homeowner starts getting a little flustered because he already said, no, you know what, I'll contact you a little bit later. And then um, Anthony, he tries to just kind of plow over that objection again. He's giving him the same objection again. No, no, let me call you. So something to consider, if you're getting the same concern, maybe instead of bulldozing it, maybe you try to pick and roll. So what Anthony could have done is give the homeowner what he wanted, give him his card, right? So say, hey, look, okay, yeah, I'll text you this card. What's your number? Awesome, it looks like this. You're gonna get links, websites, all that good stuff, so you can check it out. Oh, hey, by the way, this is uh, this tree hour is huge. What kind of tree is it? I don't know, talk about something random. Pick and roll, right? That's just where you divert the attention, and then you go back into it. Because sometimes if we try to just bulldoze people's objections, Sometimes homeowners are going to get pissed off. Sometimes they're going to get annoyed. Where if you go the opposite direction, if you pick and roll and you go back into it, a lot of times they're going to forget that they even had that objection. They're going to give you the information. Or they're going to think, oh, you know what, this guy's my friend now. He seems cool. Let's give him a time. And so something that Anthony could have considered is just doing a little pick and roll instead of trying to bulldoze it right there. But good stuff. No, you're not committed to anything. We just want to give you come drop off the information or you what it looks like. Just kind of show you what the same things that your neighbors are taking advantage of. Can I, uh, maybe Sunday? Sunday? Okay, yeah, I can get somebody out here Sunday. That's nice. You got Sundays off? 
Okay, and he's building some rapport, classic stuff. What do you do for work? Talking about family, work, friends, whatever, good stuff. Um, and then right here, I don't know exactly what day they were talking. It could have been Saturday, but keep in mind that appointments should never be booked, hardly ever, more than like two days max out. If you've been in this industry for a while, you know, people forget, people are flaky. Um, and again, I'm talking California, so maybe there's states where you book an appointment a week out and people are rock solid, but maybe I'll go to that state if that's the case in your market. But especially here in California, people flake all the time on these appointments. So if someone just throws out Sunday and it's like Monday, so you got six days to go before the appointment, probably not going to go through. So what I would do there is just pick and roll again. Just be like, oh, well, yeah, we can look into that. We'll see if we have something on the schedule. Pick and roll, talk about something random. Makes it even better if you try to get in the house so you're not just standing in the doorway. Remember, in on the porch, you're a pest. In the home, you're a guest. So do everything possible to get in the home. And then you can do some more pick and rolls. And then most likely, you'll get a time that's sooner rather than trying to push it off for you know days and days and days. Okay, so let's hear what he does after this, just to kind of wrap up here. Let's skip over some of the rapport building here. here is instead of just overcoming the little objection just kind of like it's not going to prevent the appointment but he's just throwing out kind of another objection he overcomes it a little bit and what I love instead of just leaving it hang he goes into back to the close you want to do Sunday 12 o'clock does that work what I see over and over and over especially in new reps is they'll overcome an objection then they'll just leave it silence and wait for the homeowner to, I don't know, be happy that they overcame the objection or gave them some sort of new piece of information. But that does not work most of the time. You need to go straight back into the closing, straight back into the appointment setting. So Anthony does a killer job with this. Overcoming it, not giving too much information, but just treating it like a smoke screen, brushing over it, and going straight back into the appointment. So remember, treat every objection as a complaint unless further validated. Come straight from Grant Cardone's Closer Survival Guide. So don't make a big deal of these little complaints unless they keep coming up. And Anthony does a good job with that. So here, let's hear the last piece bit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll let my technician know. What was your name, sir? Mark. Mark. Nice to meet you, Mark. I'm Anthony. What's your last name, Mark? Salcedo. S-A-L-C-I-D-O? How long have you lived here for? Uh, did he just come to it structurally? You know, I don't know if you would even be approved for these programs, but it's it's worth checking out to see. Because, like I said, the situation you're in right now at Edison, you know, it's not sustainable. You know, the rates are going to keep going up. You know, right now with everything that's going on with 
Russia and Ukraine, you know, who really knows, you know, I mean, <laughs> the amount of money I just spent to fill up my gas tank in my truck was, was crazy today. So <laughs> and that is some fire right there. So make sure you're doing stuff like Anthony just does right here, bringing up uh, the gas prices, the wars, all the stuff that we were talking about before, just to create that uncertainty. And then just before that, it does a little takeaway, which is awesome. I don't even know if you'd be approved for this, but let's check it out for your home. People want what they can't have, so make sure you're doing that pullback, that takeaway. And then just to wrap up here. Uh, no, it's my stepson. Your stepson, got it, okay. Perfect, and he'll be here too on Sunday? Yeah. Okay, yeah, just let him know what's going on. Tell him a nice solar guy came by, and we just wanna go over some stuff with you, just kinda of show you a comparison, what your situation is now and what that's going to future compared to what it would look like and what that would look like in the future. I think you're going to be real surprised what we have to show you. Okay. So, yeah, we look forward to it. It was nice to meet you, Mark. You take care. Right. I love the Marky at the end. Homeowner's name is Mark. He calls him Marky. <laughs> love that. Um, so, yeah, great stuff in here. Really way more good stuff than, than uh, improvements. But, yeah, you hear at the end, he verifies again if the stepson is going to be there. Make sure all decision makers are going to be home. And then he says, I tell him a nice solar came by. I was trying to go over some stuff with you. Good line right there at my line. Um, if they need to, you know, get someone else involved to say, will you tell him to be nice to me? Got that from uh, Jason Newby, I think. So shout out to him. Hey, will you tell your wife, your stepson, whoever to be nice to me when I come back? You'll tell them that we're not going to like be hours and all that, right? Great. And then only other thing that I didn't hear here, um, that's the end of the recording. But um, I don't know if he actually got the bill, which maybe the stepson handles that, so maybe he couldn't get it. But obviously it's going to be much more solid if he can get the bill, an email for the guy. And then, not to be racist or anything, but this is, uh, you know, Mexican or Latino individual here. And a lot of these guys just like, that's just the culture. They love the people. I'm saying this because I did a two-year church mission in Colombia, so dealt with all sorts of Latinos, Spanish speakers, and just being in solar for as long as I have, they are way more susceptible to flake, and they just disappear on you, so that's just the way it is. So love them, but anyone that's, you know, Latino or Mexican, you got to make sure you really lock it down, really confirm it. Have them put it in their calendars because they're more likely to flake, you know? Um, and so that's what I would do. And then last little thing, I would just send a little text, a little, um, you know, appointment reminder with my rep card. Say, hey, nice to meet you. This, we're, we'll see you on Sunday at two, whatever time you set with them. And then have them send their favorite emoji or a little response back. Like Taylor McCarthy says, get on an emoji level relationship with that person. And that's going to solidify it. So great stuff from Anthony. Appreciate him being willing to uh, be featured on the podcast and um, share his recording with the world. Hopefully you like it. Send this to someone who could use some help on their presentation today. Hopefully you got some key takeaways. And remember, do not try and recreate your entire presentation presentation at once. Pick one or two things and make small improvements. Because if you try to revamp the whole thing, you're just going to get confused. It's going to be too much to focus on. So hopefully you got one or two things from this that you can go apply today, and I hope you crush it out there. With that, we will see you guys on the next episode. Have a good week.
What's up, solarpreneurs? Hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you run out and start selling more solar yourself, wanted to let you know about an exciting new cheat sheet we created specifically for you in mind. One of the top questions I get asked on Instagram, on Facebook, by our listeners is, Taylor, where should I start? What episodes should I listen to in the podcast? You got too many podcasts, man, because now we have over 200 episodes. So what we've done, we created the top 10 most downloaded, most listened to, and I would say widely accepted, most useful podcasts that we've done here on Solarpreneur. We put them together all in one sheet. So you can go, you can hit the ground running, especially if you're new, you do not want to not have this sheet. So go download it right now. It's going to be at top10.solarpreneurs.com. Again, that's top10, the number 10.solarpreneurs.com. Don't forget the S on solarpreneurs. We will have that in the show notes. Go download it right now. And especially if you have not listened to him, go listen to him and you can re-listen to him. That's going to show you how. So go download it and we'll see you on the other side.